Hello, and welcome to the Read and Entertainment Podcast, episode 383 for January 15th, 2023. Joining me this week, we have a man who is six foot five inches tall, and you can't teach that, Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. That's, that's not my name. No, I'm the human spider. Call me the human spider. <laughs> the human spider, <laughs> Besh. Uh, and then we are we are also joined by somebody who is so prim and proper, he goes out of the shower to use the urinal. Andrew Rowe McFain. Uh, I don't have a urinal in my house. Did I, you like use an AI to write your intro this week or something? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, chat GPT. Oh, we should try that some, <laughs> some, that some point. That would be great. Um, okay, assistant. Can you just do my podcast for me? That'd be great. I, there, I we could be just it. like the new Velma show. I, I saw... There was, uh, like, it's not something I, I, we're gonna do a story on, but it's like Microsoft or Intel. I think it was Microsoft did like an AI voice thing where it would like take actual like three seconds of voice samples and they could like accurately just like get somebody's voice. And I was like, oh yeah. man, I can't wait until that happens, and then I don't need you guys anymore. <laughs> I have. I That's have... right, Nathan. <laughs> Good Ex one. Thank you. Thank you very much. Anyway, uh, what do you do we... whenever it starts going right up? That's really funny. That's really funny. That's really funny. That's stop, really funny. Stop! Stop! Stop it! That's some good audio. Yeah. Any anyway, mm -hmm. where can you we find that. you? Now, this is what you actually need to do: is make a recording of this. Because where can we find you guys? That's actually not a bad idea. As to have a drop for this, you could find Aroa and I's relevant social media links at aroa.website. Uh, one of those links I want to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, the Rise of the Rune Lord's first edition actual play podcast. Uh, we just need to get that part where you whore Clinton's Core Classics. And <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember if I said it last time. Thanks again, Aroa, for doing that while I was miserably sick at the end of last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, of course, you can find me, Nathan Reeton Spruth, everywhere at Reeton. Uh, I'm on Twitch Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. I also upload these podcasts on YouTube. And everywhere you can find podcasts. So we're on Spotify and in Amazon and iTunes. And if you could leave a review, that'd be great. But we're gonna we're gonna move on and we're gonna ask Aroa what games you played this week. Uh, you know, World of Warcraft. You know, you know I've been playing. You know, that World of Warcraft. You know that old that old devil. Uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. How long has that like, game been out? Is it 19 years now? Um, I want to say it came out in 2004, maybe 2005. Be, this might be year 19. That's what I, I was think, thinking. I think uh, last year's anniversary was 18. So, so yeah, that would, that would, that would yep. make sense. November 23rd, have, 2004. Yep. I, I've been, uh, very casually uh playing it's uh it's basically a hatsune miku skin of picross okay okay yeah it's fun really good yeah 
It's, it's Picross, and it has a really nice little feature where you can so like like every Picross game lets you mark squares that aren't going to have any color in them, but this one also lets you mark squares that might have color in them, Ooh. which is really handy because one of my main techniques is finding out how many squares in a row or column have to have color in them because of how many number is next to them. I see. Well, that's... I am a 45-year-old man. You're not 45. You're like 30. (laughs) I am 30 as of Tuesday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I got you nothing. Nothing at all. That's okay. Life Uh, gave me nothing. Yeah, exactly. Your grandma probably got you a lot of stuff, though. Well, we like we like Grandma McFain. Anyway, I like Grandma McFain. Great wow, lady. thanks for yeah. Just fucking. Oh wait, you say my last name at the beginning of every episode. What yeah. <laughs> thanks for doxing <laughs> like, me. Like what? Thanks for fucking doxing me, asshole. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Connor, what games have you played? Okay, I've been talking about last week how I've been doing something that we've been calling Lacen in Halo Master Chief Collection. That's oh, I thought you were now. talking about drugs. Oh yeah, man. I I like. It's it's pretty up there next to Crocodile, and um, I don't know, man. Faces it. No, I, I don't know where I'm going with this bit. Uh, it's Halo Master Chief Collection Legendary Mode, all skulls on, including the new skulls, hence the N and Lason. Lasso, and well, I'm not the best at naming stuff sometimes. Anyways, Halo uh, ODST finished. It was okay. We had some challenges, but it was all right. Halo 3, pretty damn hard, but we pulled through it. Halo CE, this one is really testing me. Oh, yeah. Halo These 2, missions. Halo 2, the first mission in Halo 2 is insane. In, in uh, my, the, I'm sorry? But the one that I'm really worried for as far as like all the Halos is concerned is Gravemind. I think yep. that one is going to be very, like, I mean, people are going to be throwing grenades like crazy. There's extra boom damage. There's some places in the map you could skip if you were good, but with things just kind of instantly noticing you, you like the way they do now, I don't think we're going to be able to pull it off. Well, and uh, library, the library in, in Combat Evolved. Uh, we actually just a... finished library. Oh, okay, good, good. Was that good or bad? Uh, the, the first time we did it, we got about five hours, and we had to call it. Second try, we got it in about an hour and a half. Well, that's good. If, if one was so inclined, these are actually being recorded and put up on YouTube, where uh, just to have evidence of that we did it. The plan is to be the first in the world. Oh, good. So, uh, good luck. You, you probably got like a week left if you want to snipe it from us. Good, good luck. And uh, did you play anything else? Yeah. I, I uh, think you haven't had much time because you're playing all the Halos. I have been playing a whole bunch of Halo lately. It's been kind of a nice change of place. Uh, what I've been doing with my Steam Deck is, have you guys ever heard of a little game called Red Dead Redemption 2? No. A bit of a sleeper hit? No. It runs pretty no, damn well on Steam game. It's it's like a whole bunch of cowboy minigames. Yeah, it runs super well on Steam Deck. I am blown away by how pleased I am with this experience. Like, to put it in perspective, Cyberpunk 2077 was playable. Wasn't great, but it sure was Cyberpunk as a Game Boy. And that's awesome that we're there. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2, I think I could actually, like, I don't have it set to 60 FPS. I have it dropped off to limit to 40 FPS. And I think that was the golden ticket to making this game real tolerable as a portable. Yeah, 30 well, frames a second is a bit too much. 10 FPS makes a 
10 fps makes such a huge difference well it's yeah it makes such a huge difference when it's you know a 25 percent increase and like, then i get back to my desk at home and i got it in 144 and holding yeah. my steam deck is just like Ooh, why am i playing a gif <laughs> um we're gonna move on to me. We do have a lot of stories to talk about today too. Did oh, yeah, you, did you blow anything up with in Space Station Thirteen? Yeah, I was gonna mention it just because it was kind of a funny story. But if we okay, so no, um, do it. Sometimes as a clown, things happen that uh, involve the consumptions of large amounts of like kerosene and jet fuel and you know other sorts of volatile explosive stuffs. You yep. know, it's just a day in the life of a clown. Other times, you get challenged to basketball. Because somebody builds a basketball rink in the escape uh, bay. And, and what happens is, if you do really well in basketball, you know what they, you know what they call that? Uh, a boom shakalaka? No, but that'd be funny, too. They, <laughs> they, they, they say that you're on fire. Oh. You know, you know what happens oh, yeah. when you're on fire with a stomach full of uh, kerosene and fuel and other sorts of explosive stuff? Phlogiston, napalm. Uh, it, it, it go boom. And yeah, I blew up the the escape bay of the station. Why basketball. was there napalm on the space station? Um, that might have been my doing. There oh. is <laughs> a a pill I like to make at the beginning of the rounds called uh, jerk pills. And you know, if someone's really <laughs> egging me on, or if someone's really you know deserving it, I trip them and I feed them a jerk pill. And it's it's not anything that'll like instantly kill you. It's not like you know um. Uh, you know, like a like like neurotoxin or something like that, but it will maybe set your blood on fire. Oh, 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 oh good. Well, you know, and I think that's the right amount of punishment to get. So, you know, like if you, if you have to go to med bay, you're not going to want to continue fighting or you know doing whatever it is you, that you're you're frustrating the clown with. I, it's just a good deterrent. Yeah, but they don't Always they don't generally die because of it. Not if they're smart. Okay, so uh, I I hear Aroa approves so much that he's purring into the microphone, <laughs> as Aroa is wont to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Space Station Thirteen. It's a great game. Some of the wackiest stuff I could ever like. What other game does that happen in? Uh, I I cannot think of another game that you can blow up the station by playing basketball. So. And- you are correct. It, it might not ever happen. And for that reason alone, I say I, I support Space Station 13. Good. But yes, we should go on. We do have a lot of stories. Stanley so, Parable as well. It runs great on Steam Deck. Good. Uh, I played some Overwatch this week. Uh, I played some more Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker sagas. The only problem I have is I'm I'm not doing all the side quests like like Connor did. And so if you're just playing straight through... Each episode is like an hour and a half long. And uh, since I tried to stream for three hours, that makes me like, I have to go do some of the side quests to kind of pad out the time, which is fine. It's, they're fun games. Uh, I also noticed, and correct me if I'm wrong, but were these released as three separate games before? And then... Yes. Okay. Because That's why I, it's called Skywalker Saga. I Well, not necessarily necessarily but sure yeah, that's why okay so i noticed that it, it appears four five and six probably released first because some of the mechanics that were in one two and three were d- tweaked a little bit 
like like the the different sagas or whatever the uh are are a little bit different with like the mini games and and some of the puzzles that you do so it appears that uh i was correct in saying that you know they were released as three separate games and then just joined as one big pack and probably refined a little bit from there but they're good i played through four five and six uh and then next week i am going to play through seven eight nine which of course is everyone's favorite trilogy of the trilogies uh is is the the ray stuff right everyone likes that the force awakens i don't know, know who's this for is, is this for the audience is i don't know r- what ray tracing yes ray minutes. tracing uh, have you Ray never tracing Palpatine? Have you ever? Ha, you don't watch movies, do you, Aroa? No. Yeah. So you have I will, you? I will maybe watch like one movie a year. Have Have you ever seen all of the Star Wars movies? Or, or... I have seen Episode One and Episode Three. You. I'm you... not joking. <sighs> yeah, that's that's, okay. that's fine. I, I guess recently like in my late 20s went through and made it a, a conscious effort to sit down and watch all the star wars and and, and they're good it, it, i mean they're okay i like I, I used to i used to like not like star wars and now i'm just okay with it i like you know of course four five and six um i actually kind of like the phantom menace i hate attack of the clones and i thought that revenge of the sith was a pretty good movie i think that's the one the the third yeah. one with the the number three i thought that was i thought that was pretty good especially the child murder part is great um and then uh i also played some uh of the private server on final fantasy 11 and i think i figured out why i after all these years uh i actually enjoy i still enjoy final fantasy 11 even if even if it is a lot slower than modern MMOs, and that's that's because of the community. Um, two examples. Uh, one, I went and I was doing some solo fighting, and I ended up killing the creature, but they had cast poison on me before they died, and I had six HP left. So I was not going to live. Uh, and I turned around, and there was a group partying, you know, 10 feet away from me. And I run up and I'm like, can I get a heal? Can I get a heal? And the white mage of the group just healed me to full, uh, which was great. And I I haven't really experienced that in a lot of other MMOs. Uh, so like the, the sense of community and just like people being willing to help you. And another example of that is I do you know, I, I've, I've explained what notorious monsters are to you guys before, but basically like in World of Warcraft, they're elite monsters. Right, like they're named characters, uh, and they will drop sometimes drop special items. And so I killed one, and I got what's called uh, an item called fruit punches, that can be upgraded. They are a level one item that can be upgraded to a level ten item that has better, you know, slightly better stats. Uh, but to upgrade it, you need eighty one crafting. And that, you know, it, it only goes up to 100 crafting. So in order to get these upgraded, you need to basically have max level crafting. And the server that I'm on is 
a month old. So I was like, man, I want to get these upgraded, but I need to find somebody. And so I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to go look on the auction house. And I checked the auction house and I saw a couple names of people who had sold the item that I wanted to upgrade to. And so I was just like, I wonder if this guy's online. I search, see that he's online. And I shoot him a message. I'm like, hey, man, I got some fruit punches. Did the name of the item. Can you upgrade these to tropical punches for me? I'll, of course, I'll pay you and, and whatever you need. And it's like, yeah, I just shoot them over to me. And I was like, how much do you want me to pay you? And he's like, I don't care. And so I just gave him an arbitrary amount of money, and he just made me the items without asking or anything like that, which, again, is not something I feel that I would do in any other MMO like World of Warcraft or, or uh, Black Desert Online or anything. So that wasn't even a thing you could do until this expansion in WoW. Really? Yeah. No. Like having other players crafting actually matter in any capacity at all didn't really happen until the previous expansion and this expansion they've made it like a central part of your gear uh well, upgrade path so like now you can send a, they have it built into the game now where you can put in a recrafting order and then either send it to the public or to a person in particular. Oh, that's cool. Like that, that they've added it. It only took 19 years, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I, I know with World of Warcraft, it's different because most of the items that at least before this expansion, most of the items you would get, you would just get through raids. You didn't really upgrade or, or anything like that. It was just items from raids. In Final raids Fantasy. PvP, yeah. yeah, in Final Fantasy uh, and, and some of those older MMOs like uh, EverQuest, crafting was hugely essential. Uh, and, and in Final Fantasy, it's weird. So you can get one crafting up to 100, and then all the other ones you can only max up to 60. So you, in order to get one 100 crafting on every you know crafting profession you would have to start multiple characters which nobody did they just you know they're like i'm gonna go for making food or i'm gonna go for leather crafting or whatnot and i just randomly found this guy and just sent him a a, a random message and he was like yeah sure thing no problem which i just again i i think that's part of the why i like uh mmos but also especially like Final Fantasy and to a lesser extent Final Fantasy 14 also has a really good community that will help you out. But we should get moving on on some of this here stories that we have. Uh we got some cancellations. Got a couple couple stories of cancellations, but uh the big one is U- Ubisoft, Ubisoft, they don't care how you say it. Uh is canceling three unannounced games. And they are delaying Skull and Bones. Uh, the big one, of course, that they're canceling is Splinter Cell VR, Connor. No. Uh, I'm sure that you... sounds dope <laughs> as hell. Yeah, well, it's getting canceled, apparently. Um, Skull and... dope as hell, though? It... I... You it know I'm be. bad. You know I'm bad at Splinter Cell. Like... It, it, it's not even about that. Just, like... It sounds just cool. think of a, a fully idealized, like a, a fully thought out first person VR stealth game like that. I've been saying for a long time now, the VR scene is 
waiting for a stealth boom. It's such a, a no-brainer for the, the just the, the the immersion of it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the closest thing we've got right now is either either Thief Simulator, uh, uh, Thief Simulator, or uh, Hitman. Oh yeah, okay. Hitman is pretty close to actually what I'd be looking. Eh, no, maybe even more if it was like a someone did Splinter, uh, Metal Gear Solid. I mean to say. In VR, mm-hmm. like the first one. If only they that's did Splinter Cell. If only. That's probably a little closer to what I'm looking for, I guess. Apparently these unannounced games getting delayed, or I'm sorry, scrapped, and Skull and Bones being delayed partially has to do with some of Ubisoft's 2022 titles not doing well. Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope and uh, the you know great game. Just Dance 2023, they didn't do very well, and so they're kind of shifting their what what they want to release. And Ubisoft has been dying for years. Yeah. So it's been a slow bleed out. Yeah. It's funny they didn't. They they they're like we've canceled unannounced games, but they didn't. I, I wanted them to. I wanted to at least know what games they were, what the names were. Like if we would have known what they were at all, but it doesn't appear that way. It could have even been stuff that was still like in the early stages, or yeah. in the case that they were like licensed games, then that would have been bad for them if they would have come out and said, "Yeah, we canceled this." Uh... I don't, I don't know, Bat, Batman game, yeah, or and something. It, it says that the so Skull and Bones is a pirate simulator game that they they want to release at some point. Looks like they want to release in uh twenty twenty four now because it was supposed <laughs> to it was supposed to release in twenty twenty three early twenty twenty three and now it's been pushed to twenty twenty four. And from what they're saying, it appears that they want it to be more of a like live service game than they were making it before which i i hate live service games and your ship is on the blockchain (laughs) it started out oh god no it started out and it was just gonna be basically like a multiplayer version of the pirate uh ship shit sid myers well it was gonna be like like a pvp uh, th- a version of uh, Black Flag. Is Assassin's that what you're Creed thinking? Bla- yeah, Black yeah. Flag. Um, and it was just going to be like one v one ship battles. And as time has gone on, they keep expanding the scope. Which, as we all know, uh, expanding the scope of your previously very focused game over time uh, always goes well, and everything is very elegantly integrated, mm-hmm. and nothing feels slapped together whatsoever. I'm sure that Skull and Bones is going to be a fantastic game. What what is this? It's it's Skull and Bones Citizen. I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I I uh, cannot wait until it it does. They announce uh ship packs that you can buy for forty five dollars, uh up to a thousand dollars, or no, uh no no it'll be. Either ten dollars a ship, or you could buy two for twenty. Uh, how, how would this work? You get twenty-two dollars in a packet, but if you want to buy another one, they're. I'm trying to think how like League of Legends always does it. And I'm not doing too well. If you buy enough money, you can <laughs> buy one, but not enough of one. Is there a term yeah. for that? Uh, yeah, price there's... gouging. Gouging. Well, that doesn't there's... sound right. 
there were there there's some terminology for it, but yeah, it's very common in the mobile market. And that's exactly what they would do. Yeah. Uh or or uh thankfully I think that Ubisoft hasn't gone down the hole of the NFTs as bad as some other companies. They uh, wanted to. They, tried, they wanted they the wanted to laughed at them. Yeah. Uh didn't didn't Sega want to do NFT stuff? With Probably. Sonic? Yeah. Yeah, bad, 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 bad mojo. So you hopefully, can't put an NFT inside of a pachinko machine, though. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's where the money is. yeah. I am uh, still tentatively excited for Skull and Bones, but we'll have to see how it freaking works out. So um, it'll be eighty dollars, or you can buy the one hundred and fifty dollar version that doesn't come with the game. Oh, good, but it does come with a replica model of one of the ships. Yeah. So and it glows in the dark. But we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about something Connor really likes, um, Paizo. They're the guys who make uh, Pathfinder, right? Yes, Paizo does make Pathfinder. Did I share this story? I don't remember if I shared this story or not. I think I, I, I think did. You did. I, okay. think, uh, I think we I talked say, about I could, it. I could tell you the real skinny version of this. Please but, do. Uh, okay, so you guys, as we discussed last week, might recognize that a lot of games use this thing called the, uh, the OGL, the Open Gaming License. This has been something that's been around, to my knowledge, at least since Pathfinder. It's either 3.0 or 3.5 where it came around. And the whole idea of this was... You mean... Hey, uh, I'm going to back up here. You mean Dungeons & Dragons 3.5. What did I say? You said Pathfinder 3.5. Uh, yes, you're, yeah, D&D 3.5 is correct. My apologies. The, the whole idea of this is like, hey, creative people out there are going to make zines. And you know, why don't we go ahead and help you out? And you can make content for us. Whatever you know, whatever you guys are gonna do, anyways, you might as well be funneling it through us, right? And it wasn't so much just to like get the ownership of that; it was more just to like get people making stuff for this platform that was ready to have a boom. And now that everything is awful in the year twenty twenty three, they're trying to quickly pull the rug out under everybody and say, "Well, if you want to upgrade to the OGL two point we're gonna have to retroactively say that." We get, I want to say it's a percentage of the, like the total net profits that you made on a product or something ridiculous like that. There's, I believe it's 25% of profits over $750,000. Okay. That's kind of ridiculous just to, to slap such a price tag because you wanted to support somebody's system. To which the entire rest of the community apparently has agreed it has not stopped trending for the last week or so. And now they're turning around and making something called the... Open RPG Creative License, cleverly titled Orc. Get, get it? Because it's, it's a fantasy world and they got orcs. I don't uh, get it. Some, okay. Some of the highlights of this is that it's not just limited to the Pathfinder slash Starfinder platform that Paizo has made. This is for anything that you want to play. If you want to publish it and say, hey, you know, this is made to be compatible with this new game that's not even out yet because it's intended to work with things that are uh, made after the fact. You could publish it under this license. You could say that this is distributable and accessible under ORC. And just being able to use that alone allows you to publish works that otherwise you might not be able to. They, you might be able to see companies like Dungeons & Dragons slash Hasbro saying, well, that looks pretty close to ours. So we're going to sue you for everything that you made, which is what they're hoping is going to come out of this if they don't get people to switch over. 
Yeah, so so I do want to do a, a, a momentarily talk about an update. I don't, I don't have it linked as a story, but apparently because of all the backlash, um, Wizards of the Coast have basically said that they're going to re- – they, they haven't basically said. They said uh, that they they messed up and they are going to redo the open gaming license uh, so that people can – can use it like they did before uh, with some slight modifications. But they they basically came out and just said they fucked up. And uh, they, they actually said they rolled a one. Ah, ah, ah. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they the art it. they used was the art from Counterspell because they own Magic the Gathering. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So, so it appears Oopsies. it appears that all of us nerds berating them uh, made them change their their intent for the open gaming license. And I guess when D and D 4.0 came out, they actually changed the open gaming license. Uh, but for for four, but they re- four, no, they released a different license. They, they, yeah, they released they, it under a completely different license. Yeah, um, but it did so poorly and was so negatively received. Uh, four was. That when they came out with D and D five, they put that back under the old OGL, which right. I think is it's pretty great. I kind of even remember back in the the heyday of fourth edition, people being like, "Why would I play this? It's yeah. not really able to be supported by a community. Yeah, you can't do uh, things like have the the PFSRD where your rules are available online for free." I also should mention I I watched a video about the situation yesterday um i think i know what video probably yeah legal Uh, legal legal yeah it was legal legal video so um with that extra detail this probably wouldn't have been as immensely catastrophic at least once all of the legal dust settled it was just a very big knee-jerk reaction from the community and a rightful one i would say uh, it's just, it's bullshit whenever you have a license like this that's out here for this long and then you suddenly replace it with one that's <laughs> ow far more <laughs> constricting. Rofa is getting um, attacked by a cat. Yeah, so constricting it assaults you if you step out of line. Yes, <laughs> but um, the the main thing that I got out of it was that uh, kind of similar to cooking recipes, you can't really copyright a rule set per se um you can copyright the wording of your rule book but you can't copyright the rules yeah so um really what was the coast was trying to get out of this and, and is going to continue trying to get out of this is that if you use their terminology and their books and that sort of stuff that you have to abide by their rules. And a lot of that too, I think was kind of similar, which he didn't go into this, but the wording of their reasoning made it seem it sound to me like they wanted to keep entities from putting content out there that wasn't quite so friendly to most people yeah they, they, say they they don't want racist people and like turfs 
uh, advertising their game. Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes sense. And they don't want like you can put so if 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 we came out with like the written adventure module or whatever, and we could say this module is compatible with Dungeons and Dragons three point five, but we can't come out and say. This is, or I'm sorry, Dungeons and Dragons six. Let's say when it when that comes out. No, no, uh, no. They're going to call it D and D one. Oh, right. They're doing D and D one. So, uh, we we could say it's compatible with D and D one, but we can't say it is officially licensed with D and D one or something like that. Um. So so, but you could still come out and say it is compatible with this system, and get away with uh get away with doing it without having to pay that that fee that they wanted so but, the curiosity then comes up well can you use say monsters that were created by wizards of the coast for uh dungeons and dragons nope and, i actually already know the answer to that one that one is strictly under copyright yeah uh, I, I can give it a couple other examples but things well, like beholders so, for example if you're not a, a dnd hasbro or whatever it's not going to happen but go on please right well, that, that's that's what I was going to get at. It was like stuff that are essentially just taken straight from from classic high fantasy shit, like elves and stuff. That's all cool. Um, I would assume that kobolds are fine too, since they show up in a lot of other fantasy media. Uh, but yeah, more specific things and like named entities in certain modules. That's all going to not be allowed and that would probably be where some of the anxiety comes in of knowing it did, did wizards of the coast invent this creature or is this just a, a thing? I don't know. And, and then there's, yeah, you know, gets... but, but then there, yeah, as you're saying, so there's like characters, right? So like Dritzt, um, you're not going to be able to use without that being under it or um, certain places like Icewind Dale. Right, because Icewind yeah. Dale is a very popular place in Dungeons and Dragons that you might not be able to use unless you're part, unless you have part of that OpenGL license and all that jazz. I don't know. I don't make modules for games, so it, that takes that. That seems like it takes a lot of work with not as much payoff as you would you would really want. But yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like Hasbro slash Wizards of the Coast would have been a lot better off, just like you know, making their their products and their tools as good as third-party products and tools instead, you know? No, no, don't want to do they, that. Maybe then they would have made money. I am. I have. I actually have a really good idea on this in case any Hasbro Wizards of the Coast execs are listening in on here. I'm sure they uh, are. Here's, here's what you do. You want D&D 1 to be like the, the one-stop online portal for everything. You want it to be both Roll20 and PFSRD. You want it to be the place that people go for whatever they need related to your game. You want to make money off this? You say, hey, you could publish under OGL 2.0 or whatever you call it. You could, you know, do whatever, make it accessible. But if you want to make it available on our online services, like as a part of our game, as a plugin in our service, as a page that has a wiki link in it, you know, whatever. Got to pay up the license. Yeah, that makes... I think that's fair. Yeah, I I am happy that because of all the backlash, Wizards of the Coast have come out and and decide you know said that they are going to change it, uh, to make the verbiage a lot better and clear, and then I am happy that Paizo has come out and 
basically said, hey, you're you're good. If you want to use Pathfinder stuff, go ahead. Hold on. It's coming out of the printer now. I got a fresh copy here. And uh, this is just an ASCII of a middle finger. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, that That's coming out of the, your, the fax machine that we definitely all have. Uh, the read and ent- entertainment fax system I have set up at everybody's house. Oh, That's man. how we get all our breaking news. It's, it's yeah, exactly. How else would we communicate, honestly? <laughs> I fucking hate faxes. We're gonna move on. <laughs> We're gonna talk about something, something good, kinda. So Google Stadia is shutting down, and that's good. Uh, but also, they are making it so that the Google Stadia controller is having unlocked Bluetooth support, so you can use your Google Stadia controller. Uh, with any device that you know will support it, so so mainly PCs, but then I'm sure there are other uh, like your st- phone, Steam Deck, stuff like that, where you can use your Oculus Google Stadia. Quest. Uh, yeah, yeah, Oculus Quest. That's that's good. You laugh, but that's gonna be a target audience for this sort of thing. Um, I I like this because I remember I actually have. I've said it before on the podcast, but I feel like that it must three hundred be- times. Must be reminded that I have the on-live thing. I had the online box or online box because a friend gave it to me for free. He went to I think PAX and they gave it to him, and he's like, "I'm never gonna fucking use this." Do you they were want? Literally it? giving him away. Yeah. Please take them from us. And so it is a paperweight, and I thought, okay, maybe there's a way for me to take this little mini console and hack it, like put put something on it so i can play it like just an emu like a nes emulator or something there is no way to hack it the online one and the controllers don't work for anything um so i am happy yeah it's a it's a, it's a paperweight that's all it is so i am happy that at least stadia is doing something and and also they didn't have any real dedicated hardware so like their dedicated hardware was a Google, uh, what was it called? Chromecast. Chromecast. And so that's like, they're just going to actually just have a Chromecast and and that's not a bad deal either. I have a great idea for what they should do with their infrastructure. Once it goes down, you boot up like a non modded version of this. I want it to go to that Google page that happens when you don't have internet connection that like you could play with the controller, the, the running dinosaur one. Oh, uh oh oh yeah 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 the um I forget what it's called Gina- dinosaur jump or whatever I have no idea I I don't really use Chrome I do I th- I think that'd be an adorable idea that would be I, 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 if, if for all of those Google programming execs who are listening in yeah I'm sure I'm sure they'll listen they're listening and they're definitely going to do that uh but we've got what three more stories to cover um this one is stupid. YouTube is testing a free ad-supported streaming service. Oh, wow. What a new and novel idea. How will YouTube possibly pull such a thing off? Yeah. And this is from Gizmodo. It says, YouTube announced it is introducing free ad-supported streaming channels in a product test as the company grows its video platform. First off, isn't that just YouTube is a free ad-supported streaming service? No. Uh, Oh. This is like Netflix. Oh, okay. The new hub, known as Fast, 
would create competition for other industry players, including Roku, Pluto TV, and Tubi. The rollout was first reported by Wall Street Journal and be part of a test experiment in the United States, which will appear <laughs> in YouTube's movies and TV storefront. Okay, so it's not... See, I, when I first read this, I thought it was going to be yeah, only... Oh, yeah, I thought it was only going to be on the YouTube TV app. Oh. Um, but it appears that is not the case. It does say... Uh, the hub will introduce up to 100 titles on YouTube's mobile devices, web browsers, and the YouTube on TV app, but not YouTube TV, the YouTube on TV app. That's so different. So the YouTube app for, for TV and yeah. smart devices. Yeah. Um, this is dumb. So they're just making a 2B competitor. Basically, yeah. It says the company Which, has... If, oh. you, if you know anything about 2B... That's where you get your bottom of the barrel fucking garbage. Like shit that's not good enough for Amazon Prime streaming ends up on Tubi. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It doesn't look it, it's not going to be great. But they said the company will also said it will introduce more than 1500 movies in high definition. And the ones that they. This is this is their selling. They're trying to sell YouTube the, the new free service. And the movies that they have decided to sell that with were Gone in 60 Seconds, <laughs> Runaway Bride, Runaway, one, Runaway Bride, and Legally Blonde. Three movies that came out in the late 90s. <laughs> that's, that's how high they're trying definition. to sell their new... Yeah, High Definition 5.1 Surround Sound. Uh. Um, and there was a quote from a YouTube spokesperson saying YouTube is the only place where viewers can find everything they want. And we're always looking for new ways to provide viewers a central destination to more easily find, watch, and share the content that matters most to them. Uh, YouTube, I can't watch porn on your platform. And All right, I, I, got, I got 20 bucks in my pocket. I got $20 reduced right here. I will slap this on the table. I bet that this whole project started as a plug-in, like in Google. That takes, like, you remember in the early aughts when you could watch basically anything on YouTube, but you'd have to watch it in, like, part one, part two, in, like, ten-minute snippets? That's how That's I, how I watched all of the original Dragon Ball. I watched quite a lot of television like that myself. I bet this started as a plug-in that replaced those videos, like, jumping to one another with just an ad or whatever. And then once it started blowing up, they're like, we can make a platform out of this. Yeah, yeah, I hate ads on on YouTube. And I they literally pay twenty dollars a month to get rid of ads on YouTube. I why, I why thought I about it. This? I thought about it. Um, pay, paying that that I've I've thought about that. I've also thought. I wonder if Piehole can just block ads on the Roku. Like I've been looking at ways to try to get rid of the ads on YouTube because they have been so egregious lately. I don't want another thing where i have to say i'll seriously watch something for like three minutes and then it'll be another ad and it's mm -hmm. it's annoying where it used to be it used to be just like halfway through the video you get an ad that's fine but now it's just it's terrible and I'm, i've been researching ways to get rid of it and i is it 20 bucks i thought the youtube I'm ad free was for, i'm praying for uh family oh okay so it's you your wife and a couple other people no, it's just me and her, but you just, it's either one or five. Like, those are your options. Oh, man. I, I have a, a, a question. 
<laughs> and that question is, how do you get Connor and I on? <laughs> we're we're family, right? Uh, I'd have to look and make sure that you don't like get access to anything else. I don't. No, think I don't think I don't think you do. I I had YouTube TV for a while, um, and it's the same. You can have five. It's actually really good. To be fair, YouTube TV, it just it was too expensive without other people paying for it because it was, started being $65 a month. Um, but yeah, like it, it added in, you just add their email address, they accept it, and then they're part of your family. And with YouTube TV, like each person gets their own like DVR and everything. It was, it was pretty great. Uh, it's just nobody used it and nobody else was paying me for it. And I didn't want to pay $65 a month for it. Um, so yeah, it's probably just that easy. So if you guys have a family plan, uh, share that with as many people as you can, uh, before they take it away. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about, uh, something really sad. Another thing getting canceled, but you can get it for free. Uh, if you get it before the sometime in the future, January 23rd, if you get it before the January 23rd, you can get it for, I think very free. It's Friday the 13th Killer Puzzle. Has anybody heard of this? It's a reskin of another game. Oh, like it, okay. It has it has its own little things here and there, but it's a it's a puzzle game where it's you got to kill all the kids. You got to do it. I mean, that sounds it, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's uh Slay Away Camp is the uh Interesting. As the original game, but yeah, so, they so, just they just reskinned it with Friday the Thirteenth stuff. Yeah, this is from uh, this is from Destructoid. It says, "In all the killer puzzle is a loving tribute to the slasher franchise that you could ask for." For the most part, it follows the rules of the film series. Jason can just appear behind anyone he sees, is weak against drowning, etc., etc., etc. And it features about every iteration of the hockey mask horror icon as you can ask for. Uh, but unfortunately. Uh, as we've discussed before with this particular franchise, uh, licensing is an issue. We have, uh, hello? Hi. Hi, Mr. Bigglesworth. Yes, yes, sir. Oh. I was very excited about licensing discussions. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, basically, th this happened with the Friday the 13th game that Aro and I played, uh, which was... I forget what it's called, what type of game it's called, but it's basically five on one horror game. Asymmetrical word. horror. Asymmetrical horror. Um, and th there's a huge legal case with the Friday the 13th movies, deciding who's going to be doing what and who owns it. And so they had to stop production on that Friday the 13th game, which ended up killing it. And I think that the same thing is happening here, where they're not doing any more development but they can't renew the license after the license ends. And so they just have to give it away for free. Uh, and I, I will probably grab this. Will, will either of you grab this puzzle game where you murder children? They're, not, they're, they're giving it away for free so that as many people can have it as possible. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's going to be removed from storefronts entirely. Oh, so, so it, well, it's going to be removed from storefronts entirely. Um, but my question is, after you get the game, with, like after you add it, yeah, you you have access to it forever. Okay, okay, 
because that's, that's just part of the terms of service for most app stores. Yeah, you say that. I, I am. Know. I am still mad that I bought uh, the the Simpsons arcade game on the PlayStation Three, and I have no way to access that anymore because they they well, won't even let you legally. re-download. That's true. I can't legally yeah. access it, but. Yeah. Um, I, I pay, they should have refunded. If they're going to do that, they need to refund you the money. That that's bullshit. I agree. Anyway. Uh, yeah, go down to go to steam. If you have it and go download Friday, the 13th killer puzzle for free, or at least just add it to your library. That way it's there in case you ever want to play it. And our last story of the day, I think this is one that Aroa brought up. Also, uh, before we do that, I hate the thread system in discord <laughs> why i it just it looked dumb like i just <laughs> i went to the thing and i was like why the fuck it's right there why are you starting a thread when it's right there well because i didn't want you to bitch about us having a bunch of messages in case there was a conversation that propped up from it okay so it says nvidia's email there verif- about that before i have I have because that's where the news stories go. That's not where the discussion goes. That's a Aroa, I would nerd. Love, I would love to have a discussion with you in the news stories chat. <laughs> Can't wait to ban my friends. Uh, NVIDIA's email verification service went down today, but apparently it's back. Um, what, 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 what were you, what were we going to say about this? Okay. This is the story that I posted. Yeah. And I, I think this is the exact reason why NVIDIA shouldn't have, well, okay, they don't force it, but they, they sure do like it when you have to log in in order to just update your drivers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's story bullshit. is from three days ago, so it's already been fixed, luckily. But around noon on, uh, well, what was three days ago? That was uh, Wednesday? The 12th. The 12th, Thursday? It was Thursday. Uh, around noon, if you were in the process of updating your NVIDIA drivers, perhaps you were building a new computer and getting it ready. Uh, you were kind of SOL. You were unable to do so because the server that validates email sign-ins was totally out. Uh, I don't really feel like reading this entire article. we got other stuff that we got to talk to. But the outage was based off of a plugin. Plugin stopped communicating with anything that was trying to communicate with the media's validation servers. I'm talking too fast. Excuse me. And the issue was fixed shortly after. So it's sort of a not story anymore, but the time that I did post it, uh, yeah, if you if you had NVIDIA cards and your drivers were out of date, there was nothing you could do except go to their manual page and update the latest one from there. That's how but I always update of, anyway. But That defeats the purpose of having the GeForce experience in the first, like, it's going to uh, try to optimize my games and usually not do the best job of it. Aroa is so excited uh, about this story. (laughs) A lot of uh, normies, like, they don't even know how to get drivers unless it's through GeForce Experience now. So, like, it's it's always been fucking stupid. And they used to not force it. You used to not have to log in to just get drivers. You only had to log in if you were using any of the other services like GameStream or uh, if you wanted the optimization bullshit. I I know some people who just don't update their stuff. Um, we shouldn't do like, that. Like I I I I know somebody who is like my, you know, my phone isn't working for this particular thing, 
And I was like, when was the last time you updated that app? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's let's make sure it's updated. And then they update all their apps, restart their phone, and it works fine. Um, it just people don't even think about it really because uh, with GeForce Experience, it it tells you, and then with like Microsoft, it'll just be like, hey, we're updating your fucking system. <laughs> okay. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, we, we it like might it's... break something, but it's better than you not updating your fucking system. Except when it breaks things, because that certainly does happen sometimes. <laughs> that has happened too. Yeah, that, I, I yeah. do feel like Microsoft actually has been pretty good, to its defense, at not updating my computer when I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. Well, 11 uh, got a lot better with that. 10, 10 also got better with that, where it'll tell, like, on my work computer... It'll be like, hey, we're going to restart after hours, after you're done working. And then with my, you know, with my home computer, the same thing. It'll be like, hey, updates are available. You should probably do that at some point. Uh, but it doesn't just shut down your computer. And uh, to be fair to Microsoft as well, when Windows 10, with Windows 10, if you have, let's say, a not quite, like you haven't put a license key in, uh, it doesn't really do anything. You can still use the operating system. You can still update Windows 10. Everything works fine. Um, with Windows Vista, do you guys remember the security that they had for Windows Vista if you didn't have a valid key? Uh, I assume it was the same as XP. What was that? Uh, where you'd go to log in and then you'd just get a big box that says you don't have you don't own Windows. You gotta you gotta put in a key or fuck you. Uh, no, it was slightly different, where it would turn your computer off every two hours. Oh. That's fun. <laughs> See, some of us used uh, Gangster Edition of Vista that had Scarface <laughs> on the loading screen. Yeah, oh, nice. yeah boy. I, I, have, I have told you guys before uh, on this podcast as well, when I first started IT, um, my, I, I went up to one of the computers, and I was like, that's weird. It's saying that there's an invalid windows vista <laughs> key in this computer and i went to my boss and i was like why is it it's like showing a black screen like i've seen this when i pirated vista and he's like oh yeah the person before us not me um, i'm not that stupid but the person before my boss and i got there would pirate windows vista ultimate and put that onto every computer that he deployed at <laughs> at the company and I was like, oh, that's, I've only been in IT for six months now, and that sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> and my, my boss had told me that, uh, at least at the time, I'm not sure how the licensing agreements work now, but if you, if you are out of compliance to that order, like if you're out of compliance with your, your keys by like, you know, less than 10 keys, they'll just be like, okay, just buy the keys, you'll be fine. But if you're out of compliance by like a hundred keys, they will charge you for that key and then charge you five times that amount on top of that. So you're paying five or six times for that key. And then also if, which I wouldn't be surprised if like office was pirated as well, you're paying five or six times for that as well. So that could literally bankrupt a company if you, if you did that. So yeah, don't don't do that. I used to work at a place that did that. Yeah, yeah, haven't we all? <laughs> have you have you ever worked with a, at a place like that, Connor? 
Yes, but <laughs> it wasn't like enterprise wide. It was only on a couple devices, and like we didn't put them on the network. I, I don't. I don't think it would have been an issue. Yeah, I think. I think again, if it's if it's one or two, they're not really going to get mad. But if it's widespread, at, that's uh, a problem. These are at like half a dozen car dealerships. Every one of their computers. Oh, good. Pirated good. copies of Windows Seven at the time. Anyway, like the the device that does printouts, like you put in a USB with the spreadsheet, and it gives you a data printout that you put into a, a record somewhere. I don't think that one was ever legit. Probably not. So uh, yeah, BBV, let me know. Uh, I'll snitch for money. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I would like to thank you, Aroa, for being here. I was here. And I would like to thank you, Connor, for being here. I am going to go edit this. Well, edit. I'm, I'm doing that with quotes. Edit this podcast and then see if they want to, if Ch- Chat GPT wants to write my opening next week. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ask it to do it right. Bye. 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 B